You're tuning in to the Bookmatic's Best Book Podcast, where you will discover author secrets from books that'll make you feel, grow, and learn. These authors are from all over the world, all different backgrounds, and you are sure to learn a whole lot from their personal experiences. So please enjoy, subscribe, and let's get into it. Hi, Bookmatic Lifelong Learners. We have a fantastic guest here today. His name is Handy or Handy uh, Kurniawan. Uh, did I say that correctly? Uh, correctly? Okay, cool. Yeah, in English, we would say yeah, Handy, perfect, but I believe man. Indonesian, it would be Handy. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, we, uh, we've known each other for quite some time now, a little bit over three years now through Instagram. And uh, Handy wrote a book along with David Wee, uh, and he sent the book to me and actually had me write a, uh, like a recommendation for it, a reference right in the, you know, front cover pages of the book. So this is something that I read before he released it and I really enjoyed it. It's all about career advice, uh, your lifelong career, how you can, you know, really cultivate a good career and how you can be a, you know, great leader. And yeah, it's, it's a really interesting book. Here's the cover right here. And uh, yeah, so I will let Handy uh, introduce himself, his books, and who he is, and a little bit more about himself. So go ahead, Handy. Hi, Bookmatic Lifelong Learners, and thank you so much, Matt, for having me here in your in your podcast. And uh, yeah, three years ago, I saw your Instagram followers from uh, very early on, and then now you have more than 20,000 followers in your Instagram. So well done and, and congratulations. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, a bit about myself. I am a HR professional. I have been in, in HR for over 15 years now. I uh, live and work in seven countries. So originally from Indonesia, then I work in any and other countries like Singapore, Malaysia. Used to be in the U.S. in Michigan and, and Hawaii, uh, and then uh, I was in Beijing. I was in Taipei, and then now I'm based in Hong Kong. And uh, so it start started in 2014. That was the first time that I released my first book, uh, Go Global, that helped. Uh, professional and students to be able to expand their horizons and to to look for uh, opportunities uh, not just in Indonesia but also globally and then after that I released my second book Global Career and then two years after that my third book The Brain Master and then uh, lastly last year uh, in collaboration with uh, my ex-boss, uh, David V, is now Happy General Electric, one of the uh, leading companies at that time. And uh, we produced this uh, last book, Great Advice, uh, uh, for helping people basically 
in their career from recruitment to uh, developing their career until uh, prepar preparing for retirement. Mm -hmm. So very excited to be here and uh, uh, happy to talk to you, man. Yes, definitely. Great. So, uh, you know, your experience, like being living abroad, uh, working abroad, that must have like a really strong effect on the, the way that you wrote your books. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about uh, how much of an effect living in other countries? I mean, you're originally from Indonesia. And uh, from my knowledge, from all the Indonesians that I've met here, not a whole lot of the Indonesians have traveled abroad. So um, yeah, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that for the Indonesian listeners or the Southeast Asian listeners. Um, maybe you can tell us about how that experience working in US and uh, Hong Kong and you know everywhere, how that has affected you, improved your life. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, yeah, very, very much, uh, Matt. So, I think it's important to to understand my my background and my upbringing. So, I I was born in a small city where we didn't have a lot of access to knowledge or to other resources. So, my my from early on, from my childhood, I always have a dream to be able to see the world, Matt. So uh, when I was a kid, my hobby was cutting all the photos uh, of Singapore, of Japan, of the U.S., of Hong Kong, and then uh, I, I put it, I put it in in front of me everywhere. I bring it everywhere. I hope that I was able to to travel the world. So that has always been my dream, and that dream finally came to realization when I went to high school. And then that's the first time that uh, I participated in the student exchange program to, to Perth, Australia. So that was my, my first uh, experience going abroad. And then I, when I work, I work in a multinational company. Uh, my first company was uh, General Electric and it's, uh, it's from the US and it, it really uh, support talent uh, for having the opportunity to, to have international exposure. So I was very lucky that I joined the right company. And then GE uh, posted me to Beijing. And then after that, and, and then Hong Kong. And then when I came back to Jakarta, then I worked in other company as well, in Standard Charter Bank, in Sinarmas, and then now Jardin Madison. All those companies gave me a lot of international exposures and uh, that really helped my thinking it's really opened up my horizon uh, why I wrote the book so in my working experience Matt especially at that time I work in a very competitive environment I realized that most of the people from Southeast Asia and Indonesia in, in particular, we were sort of like less assertive compared to our international colleagues, especially from the West. So 
I remember one uh, one time my first class. So uh, because I started my career as a management trainee, so in my first class in in Singapore and Malaysia at the time, when uh, all my colleagues from everywhere, right, when the instructor asked question, and then suddenly everybody raised their hand, and then I was the quiet one. I didn't know what to do because coming from Indonesia, you and you're a teacher, man. I was waiting for the teacher to call my name and share my opinion. But everybody in the class at the time, they they raised their hands. So then I realized that, oh, so this is the, cult- this is the culture of uh, working in multinational companies. I have to change, I have to adapt. Otherwise I will be totally ignored. Uh, but the good thing about uh, being in being Indonesian, uh, Matt, so we study hard, right? We study hard, we work very hard. So in my first exam, I got a perfect score. And then everybody started to talk to me. Then, then uh, slowly and little by little, then uh, I started to, to develop my confidence in speaking, in being more assertive, in uh, participating in the discussion. In short, I learned from introvert to become extrovert. And then after 13 years of experience, then I decided that I want to to, uh, inspire people so that they are also ready to be able to, not not just to be able to compete, but also to be able to collaborate with professionals all over the world. Ah, very nice. Very nice answer. I love like how, you know, you developed from, uh, and, you know, you touched on the topic of introvert and extrovert, right? Uh, which is another question that I have here in a little bit, but we'll touch on that in just a second. So, yeah, I mean, your experience is, is quite amazing and eye-opening, and uh, I'm glad that you're able to tell that story. I think you told a little bit about that story in your book, right? All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. So uh, that's so cool. Uh, maybe you can tell us, actually, who is this book for? Who is great advice for? Yeah, sure. So great advice is uh, actually every professional and students can read this book. Because this book uh, covers seven cycles of employment. So this book uh, has, a, has a logical sequence from how, let's say from the HR perspective, from the company perspective, how do people in a company want to recruit people? What are the characteristics or qualities that companies are looking in a candidate? So for, from candidate perspective, they're able to see all, all these things, right? So that's uh, from that point of view. And then when we move forward to the next chapter, we can see the perspective from the managers, from the directors, from the CEO. How do they solve everyday challenges at work? As simple as this, as simple as this. Uh, I, I like I like the story of... Uh, there's a manager who just hired uh, a new joiner and, and she's still young, right? And then when she just joined two weeks, she asked for two weeks annual leave. 
because she has uh, she has promised to the family that uh, they are going for for holiday, right? So what will the manager say? Shall the manager say no, you cannot, or you can? They, and this this young young person is is brilliant. It's definitely a good hire, right? So it's it's kind of a simple dilemma that we talk about. So this book is is not about theory, but it's all about uh, real day to day life uh, at work. So yeah, anybody can read this uh, book from uh, fresh graduate to even CEO. Everybody will benefit from from this book, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how I like how simple. You make the book like uh, simple and colorful. It's I've never seen a book so colorful before, with all these pictures in here and everything. Uh, and you also mentioned about that structure, right? The employee life cycle. So you set you know separate the books into the the life cycle, which makes it also very very easy to read. Could you touch a little bit more on that life cycle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the life cycle it has uh, seven life cycle. So it starts with attract me. So it's basically how do companies attract the candidate, and the other way around, how can candidate candidate attract the company to hire them? So that's the first. That's the first cycle, and then second is get me started. So get me started is when the employee. Uh, join the company so it's like sort of like the first 30 days the first 90 days of, of people working in a company and then uh, the third the third one is about develop me because it's very important element if you want to grow your care, career then you not you need to develop yourself and as a company company also have a responsibility to develop their employee managers have to develop their employees so it's, it's mm-hmm. develop me and then secondly, uh, and then uh, the next cycle is manage my performance. And in manage my performance, this is there are a lot of interesting stuff here. Something like how the managers can deal with poor performers, for example. Mm-hmm. How managers deal with high performers. <laughs> and then uh, is micromanage good or bad? So very few books talks about this uh, real day-to-day situation, right? And then the next cycle, engage and motivate me. Motivation is, a, is an important piece at the employee life cycle. Appreciate people. And then even bid me farewell. And uh, I think uh, this is important because um, farewell or separation is something that is uh, some managers it's not easy to manage the situation um, but I particularly like the way that uh, David put a lot of stuff here how he prepare his retirement and how he managed his retirement I think we, we, we all want to know uh, what life after retirement so we also discuss in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love the teamwork that you, you two, David and yourself, put into this. Like sometimes I can't really tell who is talking except for when you put, you know, the parentheses, which means that it flows together to uh, very well. You know, so there's two authors, but you make it sound like one 
Yeah, which is very nice. And also, I love the, you know, I love the develop me section. You've got book recommendations. I love this, this page. I posted about this page on social media, because as you know, I love books. So you've got a lot of great books here. And some of them I personally have read. So if you uh, just want to get this, this book, just because of the book recommendations, <laughs> then there you Thank go. You. Man. That's really cool. I love that. Um, I love those few pages that you added in there because books are very powerful, you know? And you do recommend a lot of great books as well, Matt. I, I always uh, enjoy your, your posting and your sharing in, in, in Instagram and in LinkedIn. Mm, yeah, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's a journey that we're all going on. And I hope that more people can, you know, pick up some of these books, pick up your book, read them and develop themselves even further. Because as you say, you know, developing yourself and having the company develop you as well, like help you develop is really important, right? Yeah, very important. So yeah, and I, I, I believe that we, we have to read. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Handy. No, I, I uh, what I was saying is, uh, I think it's important that we read book, not just in one genre, but we read book in different, different genre. I think it's important for us to be really, uh, to really expand the, the horizon. So, because all, all these things uh, complement each other. I think, I think um, one field is not enough, but if we fulfill our brain with different kind of subject, it really makes us more creative and can connect the dots and understand what's going on in this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm curious, what do you think most people struggle with in their careers? What do, what do you think most people struggle with their careers, especially in Asia, right? You've had experience working in, well, so, so have I, a lot of people have had experience, but maybe you have some insights about that, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and that's why, <clears throat> um, why this book is important because I think every people have different type of challenges in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So for fresh graduate, then definitely the first struggle is how to enter a good company, mm -hmm. yeah? And then when they enter a company and then they have to deal with managers, they have to deal with their peers, they have to deal with uh, subordinate if they become managers. So uh, yeah, so different people have different challenges and uh, the magnitude and severity of the challenges can be different for different people. So for example, a middle manager, for example, they, if they are not experienced enough, they may have challenges in managing their people. So because they are managing people, right? So facing a people problem, not everyone is, uh, you know, 
people can be up and down and uh, performance can also be up and down. How do you manage, manage all that? And then let's take another example. Uh, first time manager. First time manager, mostly they don't know how to delegate. So what they are being promoted as manager because they are excellent individual contributor. But when they become manager, they manage people and then they need to learn how to delegate, right? Otherwise they cannot take everything themselves. So uh, everybody have a different, different challenge. First time CEO have their own problem as well. So uh, that's why leadership, you know, Matt, leadership book is a 80 billion US dollar business. It's precisely mm. because of so many challenges at the workplace. Right, right, yeah, I mean, it may, totally makes sense because, you know, business, uh, careers, all of it is about like dealing with people. Like every single day we're interacting with people, whether we are a boss or employee. So I think interaction and communication and everything is such an important uh, aspect and topic to learn about. And if you're a leader, it's really important to learn about leadership and read the leadership books and personal development and uh, communication. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and this kind of leads into that question about the introvert and mm. extrovert, because I think this could be an issue for a lot of people, especially for introverts. What, what is your perspective about this? Like, if someone is an introvert or an extrovert, how can they deal with, well, for example, if they're an introvert, maybe they don't know when to speak up for themselves, right? Or to express their opinions. Whereas an extrovert, maybe they're expressing their opinions way too much or being like, I don't know, way too egotistical or something like that. And that gets in the way of other people. And then people just start to, you know, dislike that person because of their attitude, right? So what is your opinion about this? And how can people deal with, you know, being an extra, uh, introvert and an extrovert? Precisely, precisely, Matt. And yeah. uh, from my own experience, because in the past, I always thought that I was an introvert. I thought I was an introvert because, but then after I work and I've been trained very well, and uh, have all this experience and having a lot of assessment, then actually I am an extrovert. So why I thought I was an introvert because I didn't have the right communication skills yet. So after I learned all this from introvert, then I become my true self, which is an extrovert. So I, I can uh, empathize uh, the introvert uh, challenges, the challenges that they're facing as an introvert. And uh, I also realized that extrovert also have their own challenges like you precisely said. So let's discuss this uh, one by one, okay? So first introvert. As an introvert, they if they feel that they are not good enough and sometimes they being passed on for promotion, the challenges of the, of the introvert, right? So um, 
there are ways to navigate this as an introvert. So introvert is someone that is um, uh, the, ener the energy that they are getting is when they are uh, with themselves. But in a workplace, I think we need to realize that you can be great in doing your job, but also they need to be able to express and articulate themselves. It's just the reality and they also have to, to socialize with, with people. Right. Uh, although they don't have to go that far, for example, they don't have to to be uh, in the evening party all the time. For example, it's, uh, it's it's not their nature, right? It's it's killing them, right? But uh, they they need to be able to to reach out as well, uh, and then they need to be able to to speak up, basically. And sometimes introvert, they don't talk a lot. So when they speak, people will listen. So I think they, they need to leverage their strengths as an introvert, as a thinker. So when they say something, people will listen because they have uh, quality ideas. For extrovert, mm -hmm. so the, the challenge that normally extrovert get is... Um, you don't think deep enough and then you are not really thoughtful of other people you you tend to dominate the conversations and all that run right so uh, people can see it that way so extrovert also have to learn to tone down themselves depending on the people or environment they they talk to i read obama's obama's book matt have you read obama's book a promised land which one? Uh, Obama, The Promised Land. Obama. Oh, I have not read it yet, but it is on my reading list. So sometime in the future, I'll get to it. Yeah, so this is what Obama said in his book, man. So Obama said that, uh, well, how, do you, how do you say the, the German uh, counselor, Angela, Angela Merkel, right? Angela Merkel, Angela Merkel, uh -huh, yeah. right? So Obama said, when Obama first became the United States president, Angela Merkel didn't trust him because Obama is a great orator. So Angela Merkel thinks that Obama is only good at speaking. <laughs> you know, so this is, a, this, is the, <laughs> uh, this is the real example from, from a United States president. So I think, both introvert and extrovert, they need to re they need to realize themselves. They need to understand their strengths and weaknesses, and then they have to be able to manage it. Yeah, I love your points, especially about the you know the extrovert. Like, extrovert needs to take the time to actually think things through and tone things down a little bit in the the particular situation, right? And introvert can cultivate their their strengths. And yeah, when introvert talks, people listen. So I, I love that point. And I also find that, you know, we are all on different levels of, of the spectrum, right? Some of us are kind of in the middle. We lean towards introvert or extra, like kind of in the middle of the both. And uh, some of us are on the extreme ends, right? So yeah, 
Definitely. And, you know, also the interesting point that you brought up at the very beginning of when you started talking about that is you used to think you were an introvert. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Sure. But I didn't have uh, skill. But then discovered. That, Sorry, what? Yeah, but then it's not, it's, it's, it's not that I was an introvert. I didn't have the skills. Yeah. 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 I loved how you explained about that because, yeah, we could all be like, uh extroverts in hiding once we develop our uh uh oh, yeah extroverts in hiding once we develop our communication skills we become our true self that's right yeah very interesting very interesting yeah so um yeah i'm i'm curious why should people buy your book i mean you've talked a lot about it you've talked a little bit about yourself as well uh, so why should people buy, well, I guess any of your books, Great Advice or any of the other ones, Go, Go, Go Global uh, and all the other ones you have? Yeah. So why you need to grab Great Advice is because um, this is really written by experience. Uh, first of all, this is a combination from uh, David V experience. So he's a very senior uh, HR professional. So he is the first Asian who's leading GE Crotonville. And GE Crotonville is just is, is like a gold benchmark of a corporate university in the world, uh, Matt. And uh, so David Pacific at the time, he was the global uh, chief talent officer for Johnson & Johnson. And then uh, so he accumulated a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, David, we post a lot of stuff in, in LinkedIn. In one year, he has 40,000 followers at, at LinkedIn. So definitely he has... Um, uh, he has lots of great ideas and is helpful for people. And then uh, as myself, also, I have 20 years of working experience and we love to share what we know based on our experience. And we, we put it here in the book. That's number one. Number two, we make it interesting. As you mentioned, we don't make it as a, as a scientific book. We make it very easy to read with a lot of, uh, a lot of illustration. So people can feel it. So uh, this is a labor of love, Matt. So this is uh, every page is a labor of love. You know, mm. the words that, that we chose and then the image that we chose. And uh, yeah, hopefully that uh, this will be useful for people who, who read it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I can tell that you guys put a lot of work into it. And uh, like when I first skimmed through it, I was very surprised because I'm not used to seeing a book with so much color, uh, a nonfiction book or a business book or a personal development book specifically. So that, that surprised me. But when I started reading it, I could tell that you chose the words with care. You chose each word with care because, you know, sometimes the, the one page doesn't have too many words. So of course, each word has to count and I can tell that both of you put your all into that which is amazing so yeah um so is there anything else 
that you would like to add that course, maybe I missed earlier or anything like that? Anything you want to tell the audience? Yeah, and uh, and uh, we we would like to thank you for the testimonial that you that you gave to this book. Uh, mm -hmm. Your name yeah. is there. Uh, yeah, together with uh, all the great people and. For example, what we put here is the testimonial from Steve Kerr. So Steve Kerr is the world's first chief learning officer. So he's the guy who coined the term or the title chief learning officer. And he also gave a testimonial on, on this book. And he said that uh, he read so many books and, but this is also the first time that, he's, that he saw uh, an interesting and creative uh, non-fiction book, career book. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a, that's a very kind of him. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, thanks for, uh, for the opportunity to read your book before it was released and, uh, have my name in there and everything. And that's, uh, that's an honor to have. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. much. Yeah. Cool. And where can people find you and where can people buy your book? Yeah, sure. Uh, so for me, I'm. Uh, you can connect me uh, on LinkedIn and Instagram. Uh, my name Handi Kurniawan. So just type it. It's the same, Handi Kurniawan. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can find this book actually from uh, Google Playbooks and Gramedia Digital. So for now, uh, mostly are in uh, in ebook map. After COVID, hopefully that we can distribute uh, this hard copy uh, more in Indonesia and in other countries as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. So can uh, people like, for example, in America buy the, the books through Google Play? I mean, I've never bought one through Google Play, so that's why I'm asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's actually very easy also to, to buy book. And then can read it in, uh, in in Google Play. You can read it in your phone. You can read it in your iPad. You can read it in your computer. Uh, but yeah, people have different preference. So the young generation, they love to read uh, from, uh, from the, their screen. Uh, mm. And there are people also, including me, actually, I also like to read the hard copy book still. Yeah, man, there's nothing that beats the, the physical book the physical book. Last year, I was experimenting with reading ebooks and everything, and I did it for about six months, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, nah, I'm gonna go back to the the physical book," you know. So we can't wait till your physical book is uh, available for people. I'm sure people who love to read the physical copy will want to get one. I'm I'm gonna include all the links in the description, so audience listening right now, if you want to contact Handy, uh, feel free and click on those links. You can go follow him on uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. He posts, you know, some good stuff. I believe on uh, LinkedIn, you're more active, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so de definitely LinkedIn, more active. Um, so yeah, check it out. Check out his book. And thank you so much, everyone for tuning in and I will see you on the next episode.